A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is it true that you're hearing from farmers that calves sold at March are ending up with farmers getting a bill because the calves are selling so cheaply? Exactly. It's happening, unfortunately. And it isn't that the, the marks are overcharging. It's just that they have their charges, which is quite limited, I accept. But the price of the calves, basically, they're, they're up on the internet offering calves, take them away for free, and no one is willing to take them. We have an issue um, uh, that needs to be dealt with, and it's continuously being put aside that, uh, you know, we meet, need more, uh, need a better live export market. We need more layerage in, in, in Strasbourg and places going uh, across the waters. And I, uh, there's a whole factor here that is the farmers absolutely stunned uh, and, and, and but hang on hang on calve a calve selling seemingly in band in March for less than 50 cents that same calf was making 110 euro last year how does that happen well, I, I can remember when I was growing up, and that's 25 and 30 years ago, when we had a, a, a few cows at home, we were making 120, 130, 140 pounds for the calf at the time. A three-week-old calf. Now it's down to 50 cents. Nobody wants to buy the calf because there's no... We, we're not able to move them out of the country at the moment. Um, and there's, We need extra layerage, uh, extra space across in Strasbourg and different places as, 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 the, as the calves are going to... We're not able to get uh, our markets out and openly... Uh, the, 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 I suppose open the market abroad. We have a serious crisis in relation to farming in 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 a, in a whole sense, uh, Patricia, and that's why I raised this issue. I've raised it in relation to farming and fishing recently that we need a standalone minister for agriculture, and we this country refuses to understand the the dire crisis that we're facing. And I'm trying to get um, uh, the tarnished to understand that he says that this is too late. There's 36 days that this he accepted that they discussed this a couple of years ago. This should have been seen coming two years ago. And the, br- the brief is simply too big to have agriculture, food and marine all lumped in together. I mean, it's, And it's, I'm not personally criticising any stand- minister that's there at present time. What I'm saying is that we need a standalone minister to deal with agriculture and you need a standalone minister to deal with fisheries. These are our two main industries in this country and we have failed, failed miserably. And you look at well, and you look at the history and what is happening. Even last week I called on the Taoiseach to consider opening um, an embassy in Tehran because the Iranians are very interested in taking Irish beef. One of the things they want is that an embassy, no matter how scaled down it is, would be opened in Tehran, as other European countries have. And the Taoiseach told me all the countries that they would be considering opening this year, but not Tehran. And this is where, you know, we, we, we're totally, very much dependent on, on the UK market, where 52% of our Irish beef has been uh, exported. So you're now, saying if, what? Forget, forget about the UK market and look elsewhere? 
Well, we certainly have to look at uh, other markets because the, even this morning, uh, the, the English have been saying that they're going to put uh, tariffs if we have a, a, a we, we crash out of uh, out of a crash case situation in Brexit, they're going to put a, a tariffs on Irish uh, food. So if, if they put severe tar- tariffs on Irish food, we won't be able to export our beef into the UK because uh, uh, the Brazilian beef and other beef will be selling cheaper there. No one will purchase it. So we have to look at other markets, urgently look at other markets. And the the, the opportunity in, in, in Thailand is phenomenal. And I can't understand for the life of me that the, the Taoiseach or the, or the minister... Has and, and you're saying all it needs is an embassy to open in Tehran for... for the Iranians have made it very clear uh, to the politicians that are up here that they're very interested in, t- in, in taking Irish beef, but obviously they have one thing and they they believe that there should be an embassy open to, to deal with this going to... We, right. d- did, we, the, did we once have an embassy there? Um, was I, that I, one I of the embassies that closed? It, it was one of the embassies closed, but one of the things that he took went through last week when I, when I asked him, that he went through all the countries that are considering opening an embassy this year, and they're not even considering opening one. At least go into negotiations and see, is it possible? Because we, it might be a market that could take a huge amount of Irish beef, and it might just alleviate the, the, the crisis that's, uh, that's becoming us. As I said, we have, we have a junior minister, and we have a senior minister in agriculture and fisheries at the moment, and junior minister is Andrew Doyle. Now, he's running for Europe, which is another distraction. He's entitled to do that, don't get me wrong, but it's another distraction going forward, again, in, in relation to Irish agriculture. So we need, as I continuously said, send on minister, and they, look, I called for this before in relation to rural affairs, that we needed a minister for rural affairs, and they refused it continuously until the end. They found out that they had to have one, and they do have one, and he, you know, he's fighting the corner as best he can at the cabinet table for, for the people of rural Ireland, and here we're, same, we're in the same situation. Farmers are now getting, uh, they've had a price decrease of about 100 to 150 euros per head of animal, and they're looking over at the very same animal sold in the UK. They're getting the price, the full price that these uh, that they used to get, and that's 100 to 150 50 more than the Irish farmers. So their farmers are rightly frustrated and angered. And, you know, there's a, there's, I know there's a lot of farm organisations fighting out there. There's the IFA, the ICSA, and also you have the new beef movement uh, plan that, uh, that, that held a meeting there recently in Bantry. And the frustration coming from farmers, it's, it's incredible. They're angered, they're hurt, they're, they're producing the best beef that's humanly possible to be, to be produced, and they're not getting the best price, and far from it. And they feel that there's nobody really standing up and 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 and, well, and on. they certainly can't continue going the way they're going if they're not making money. They're, well, there many of them are working at a loss. So now you see their face with. All a right, somebody's situation. pointed out the embassy in Tehran. Uh, there was an embassy in Tehran. Uh, it closed in 2011 as part of the cost reduction uh, measures that was brought on by the financial uh, crisis. I remember that there was a number of embassies uh, closed. And actually, your call to have the Irish embassy uh, opened. The farmers have been calling for this for for quite some time. There was certainly a big a big uh, shout out for it to reopen back in uh, the start of of 2017. So it's it's widely accepted that in order for us to get cattle in to Iran we need to have this uh, uh, embassy OK um, but you got nowhere certainly with the embassy for Tehran we, 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 we got a we list of all the other embassies that are going to Would open including Los Angeles I think I don't know why we need an embassy in Los but Angeles the other, the other situation we have is, is, is uh, we had an opportunity in the budget to address some of the issues that the soccer farmer and the beef farmer are experiencing this time and we wanted and we pleased with the senior minister at the time for a 200 euro soccer co-grant unfortunately we got 40 euros and that's that's you know just very very difficult in 
these times just to get 40 euros extra for the calf. 200 euros would at least, even though some say we needed much more for the survival of the soccer farmer, at least 200 euros would have helped. I see in one of the newspapers yesterday, uh, one of the bigger uh, soccer farmers saying he's gone, he's getting out of it, he's going into dairy farming because at least he'll have an income. There is, and at the moment, some farmers are working here at a loss and I don't know how long they can sustain this. Um, and I've been and, told and, that the last time that cattle prices hit this low uh, was before we joined what was the EEC at that time. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, My God. You know, you know I, I, I'd said there earlier the, the, the price of the calf uh, 30 years ago was, is making a huge, was making huge money. Uh, it's not making that anymore, unfortunately. I know there, a lot of these farmers are selling them at a loss. Um, and I don't know, as I said, we don't know how long this is going to continue, but we do need to know, um, uh, we do need, as I say, a standalone minister here to deal with these issues and to deal with it and to be, to be looking at opening markets like Tehran, uh, where the Iranians are looking to see would they t- uh, buy Irish beef at huge okay, quantities. And past one of our listeners said it is the co-ops who are making money from farming. They put up the price of feed and uh, fertiliser. So some areas are making money. Yeah, the one fa- thing I'd say about the co-ops is, is we went through an extremely difficult period uh, in Irish agriculture over the last uh, couple of years in particular with weather and every kind of unfortunate situation that fell upon us, in, especially with weather-wise because we had extremities of gale storms, rain, and then extremities. Of, and I found that in cases, in a lot of cases, the co-ops are very supportive to farmers and I can't. I have to be honest. Yeah, uh, only only for the co-ops, some of those farms would have gone to the wall. Oh, definitely. They, they were, they, they they were saved, incredible. They saved them. Yeah. So I have to say that in fairness. Yeah, in, yeah that's uh, a good know, point. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 